Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We're getting uh, closer and closer to Easter. Supposedly a, a, a day off, but again, like, what, what does that even mean anymore? <laughs> no, uh, we all have days off, yeah, basically. Now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 still plugging our way. We're getting inside two weeks of uh, of until uh, the till the draft, so we still got prospects to get through, and that's that's what we're doing today. Yeah, two weeks exactly till the NFL draft. Uh, it's going to be a lot of information coming out here over the next you know fourteen days. Almost none of it is going to be true, uh, which makes it so much fun. So. Uh, we're going to keep, you know, kind of diving through a lot of the, the, you know, interviews that we're hearing about, some of the whispers. Uh, and today, Landon, we're going to take a look at four guys that have been kind of mentioned uh, as possible Cowboys targets uh, in all different spots of the draft. Um, and let's start with the biggest name player of the four, uh, wide receiver Denzel Mims from Baylor. Uh, it was reported that the Cowboys had a couple different interviews with him. They are very high on him. Now, would he be the pick at 17? That feels a little bit rich, but maybe if they trade back. Um, let's first talk about the player. Landon, what did you see on Mims uh, when you watched this tape? Fun to watch, man. He's 6'2", 7'8", 207, 9'3", 8'-inch hands, 33 and 7'-8"-inch arms. That's huge arms with a 78 and 4'-8"-inch wingspan. Uh, he definitely, definitely looks the part. He's tall with long, muscular arms and a lean midsection and long legs. Uh, he's very smooth uh, of a mover for how leggy he is. He has a nice uh, forward lean when he's running and is and uh, is still very can move suddenly while in route. Uh, playmaking athlete. Lots of moments in tape where his mm-hmm. athleticism puts him in a position to make wow plays. Uh, sometimes he comes down with it. Sometimes he doesn't. But it, it, his athleticism allows him to attempt catch it, you know. And that's the thing I even actually put a little bit later. In fact, let me see if I can double clutch it. He does double clutch the ball a little too often, which leads to drops, as I put in parentheses, on some of his fantastic plays. I, I think there's times where he probably got credited with the drop on plays where average wide receivers couldn't even get themselves in a position to have it be even called a drop, if that makes sense. You know, yep. like like yep. a normal wide receiver would just let that ball go over their head. It wouldn't have been called a drop. He has the athleticism to get up, put a hand on that ball somehow, and maybe if he doesn't come up with it uh, because, you know, it was an absolutely ridiculous play to even get to the ball, uh, he might get credited with a drop there despite the fact that, you know, it was way off target. It was, you know, n- normal wide receivers couldn't make it. I, I felt like I saw that a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Route running on game tape is not nearly uh, what we saw. Uh, and, and just to be clear, my first impressions of him really were from Senior Bowl practice in the Senior Bowl game. And then, he does look like a different player from absolutely. the Senior Bowl to what you saw on tape, which I almost think is a good thing. Yeah, it is right? a good because thing. Because you saw yeah. diversity in what he can do. Yeah, I, that's what I put. as a, a route running on game tape is not nearly as impressive as what we saw uh, from him in the Senior Bowl. He's improving here. He, that that we you saw improvement there, and I think 
just in an off season for him to improve kind of hand fighting technique, getting off press, just a little bit sharper routes. I mean, that, that shows you that he's a guy that can continue to get better. Uh, strong hands. He can snatch the ball away from his, his, his body, uh, but he does, like I mentioned before, double clutch the ball too often, which can lead to some drops on some of his fantastic plays. He pushes off far too often and too obviously. He cheats so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really notice it at the Senior Bowl one-on-ones. Every rep at the top of the route is a push-off. Yeah. Everyone. And, and that's that's a problem. Like, he needs to be more subtle or he will get offensive pass interference called on him a lot in the NFL. And, and, I, and, oh, and yeah. it seemed like almost any time he got to the top of the route, uh, he was uh, pushing off a little bit or at least giving at least a little one-hand shove uh, to try to uh, – get a little bit of extra separation you know the funny thing is that even when he didn't need it you know like even when it, even when he had the no, separation no. he needed it felt like he was still kind of reaching back to shove a guy um uh, useful as a blocker on the outside he can overpower smaller cornerbacks and then the last note i had there was just he has superstar upside i mean he just has everything you need for this guy to if he were developed properly to become one of the best wide receivers in football just because just by proxy of his physical prowess right uh where, yeah. where does he win playmaking athleticism uh unanswered questions how quickly can he learn the finer points of route running which will be the thing that actually unlocks that huge potential yeah and i think that's a fair question um i think when i watched him you can see i'm not comparing him completely to this player but shades of Brandon Marshall, right? A lot of the same strengths and weaknesses where this is a big body who has no problem at all, you know, catching outside the framework of his body, uh, strong hands for the most part, but will have the occasional drop every once in a while. That's just so maddening because you see how, I mean, his hands are really good when he wants them to be yeah. like, he can make some really strong contested catches, but there's just, and not every game, but you know, once every other game, there's just a, a frustrating drop that he has. Uh, he had won a Texas Tech game, which would have won the game right in the end zone, just yeah, dropped it. Yeah. Um, that, last play of the game. So that left an impression uh, on a lot of people's minds, I know, too. And and, and, yeah, and, and you see it in his tape too, like he'll get his hands on it at times, and then you know, I, I always think of double clutching stuff as confidence, right? Like it's 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 always like I got my hands on it, but let me let me see if I can readjust it a little bit and 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 you know get it comfy. He needs right. to just get his hands together on it and and uh, and pull the ball in. I honestly think that if if he just spent more time in front of a jugs machine, like I just some, he'd be fine. I, yeah, because I think it's just he needs to know when he has possession of the ball and then get it into his body quicker instead of trying to necessarily resecure it with his hands. You have the ball, hold it. Yeah, own, own the possession. Um. Let's talk about how he fits into Dallas. So let's say for whatever reason the Cowboys get him either at 17 or 25 or wherever. Where does he fit into this offense? Is he playing on the outside right away? Is he going to try to force him into the slot? Where do you anticipate him playing? Well, this is one thing I actually wanted to talk to you about because I I, I feel certain that you probably watched – I watched like three games of him. I, 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 mm-hmm. I feel certain that you may have watched a few more. I didn't see him – I didn't see him lining up in the slot at all. Like, no, I don't think I, he has a I, single rep in the slot. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So, I mean, and he, you know, he reads as an outside receiver. You know, he reads as a as a right. as an X or you know, I guess you could put, you know put him as Z. 
receiver. I, I mean, he has a speed. He has a speed to play the Z, but yeah, he's probably an X. Yeah, yeah. I you know I, he, the funny thing about his body type and everything, I, I definitely could see a career with him where he's so physically gifted that he could he could have like an early part of the career that kind of looks one way. And then as he starts to slow down a little bit, if he can learn, you know, the finer points of route running and, and how to use his body, that's where I really think he could have a, a Brandon Marshall late part of his career, right? Is, is well, I, the other I got, the other guy I would add in would be like Michael Crabtree. See, right? yeah, the, the the stages that he was like with the Raiders, right? Where a really good number two doesn't have the elite athleticism anymore, but just knows how to win with route running, ball control, and. His strong. Hands. I think that Denzel, that could be Denzel Mims's late late career, right? Is if he yeah. if he could figure yeah. out to, to get that route running a little bit better. He has a big body. Uh, even when the athleticism starts to leave leave him a little bit later in the career, uh, I think you know he could still uh, uh, provide value as uh, as a big target as a big body target. Who you know that's the thing about those guys who are elite athletes, right? Even when yep. they start to wear down. They have very good athleticism and a good body, you know. So that yeah. that could still, if you have that plus knowledge on how to run routes and get open, that could still carry you incredibly far in, in, into a longer career. I think the early part of his career, he's 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 going to be an incredible. Once he gets it going, he's going to be dynamic. He's going to be very difficult to stop. Uh, I think he he can be a deep threat because he can fly. Uh, he's got long mm-hmm. legs, um, and I think that. He's going to be dangerous with the ball in his hands. I mean, I, I just don't. He's so big, and, and when he's on the move, he he you know he sees things well. Uh, I, I think he will be a dangerous yak receiver after the catch too. So I think Brandon Marshall is a good comparison because you think about what Brandon Marshall was when he first came out, and it was you know baby To essentially, and yep. uh, and you think about what Brandon Marshall was a little bit later in his career, and, and and that's kind of what you see with Mims is okay. Now you've lost a little bit of your athleticism, but you're still an incredibly useful receiver for a lot of teams. I, I think his value for the Cowboys would be, especially early on, uh, would be the you know gives him a, a, a third guy that can rotate in on the outside with Cooper and Gallup. Uh, but probably his value comes in the red zone, you know, on back shoulder yeah. fades, on uh, slants. Uh, again, you can watch a, a bunch of times where they're running slants and the ball uh, is coming from Charlie Brewer, the quarterback, and it's high, and he's able to snag it out of the air with no problem at all, just in, in mid-stride. So uh, that's not necessarily Amari Cooper's strength. I think Gallup is getting there. I think Mims is the best red zone receiver uh, of those three. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about more potential pro- prospects for the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better, Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. 
All right, Landon, this next one I'm really excited about. Maybe one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, we're going to be talking about cornerback Reggie Robinson from Tulsa. Uh, you know, I flipped on the tape a couple weeks ago, watched the Oklahoma State game because that was uh, one of the bigger oh, games yeah, I played. Yeah. They have a receiver there, Tywin Wallace, who is a uh, he'll be a senior next year, uh, one of the top receivers in the country, and he did a fantastic job shutting him down. Um, what did you see about uh, Reggie Robinson when you turned on the tape? Man, I, I mean, just a fun player to watch. I love these kind of cornerbacks, right? Uh, good height and weight with good muscle definition, uh, average arm length and small hands. Oh, yeah, uh, six foot seven eighths, uh, 205 pounds, eight and three-eighths inch high hands, 31 and four-eighths inch arms, wingspan of 75 and five-eighths. So, you know, average arm length, kind of smaller hands, uh, but a bigger corner, right? A, a, a probably o- almost six one, over two hundred pound uh, uh, corner. He looks and he looks that way too. He doesn't have mm-hmm. uh, incredible hands down to his knees. Um, you know, he's got good length, but not not great length. Uh, physical, physical player. Uh, you know, one of the rare cornerbacks that is six one, two hundred plus, and he plays to his size. Doesn't avoid contact when in pursuit. He runs through it. Uh, experience in man coverage comfy with his back turned to the quarterback he's got great awareness he's a very heady player recognition plus football iq to respond appropriately to the information he sees you see him peeling off zones to make plays in the back end uh you know he he clearly uh does you know a, a good job of being comfortable in zone and moving in zone he has a good side saddle has good side to side movement skills overall uh, seems like I said, very comfy in zone. Probably a little bit uh, more of a man corner, but he's comfy in zone. Uh, and if anything, he's almost too ready to pull the trigger. Uh, and he might have issues with some double moves in coverages like cover three and cover four, where he has deep responsibilities. Yeah, because yep. uh, you see him kind of take the bite of that first move to try to make a play, and then the guy is getting past him quickly. Uh, he can play a bit high. Um, and I think that that might limit him at least early on to kind of almost exclusively being an outside corner, uh, just because I think, you know, the ability, I, I, I don't know that I could trust his, I don't see him in the same. Yeah, I don't know I that don't I can trust his ability to, to, to move, to have a two way go a wide receiver on him, you know, cause I, I don't know that his immediate lateral mm-hmm. quickness is good enough to keep up with and stay in position with some of these smaller corners. So he may be limited to a, to an outside corner uh exclusively where does he win he's a physical man corner uh man, with elite athleticism yeah. elite elite athleticism, athleticism especially at, at at the at the at the line of scrimmage and in man coverage i would say unanswered question how versatile is he is this a guy that basically is only going to be able to play outside for you uh and that's not you know that's not the end of the world but that's just something you need to recognize no, no. when you draft him so we've been talking about on this podcast over the last couple of weeks that we want the Cowboys to address corner early because we don't think they need just another guy in the secondary, right? This is one of the few exceptions for me because I think Robinson is one of the, or excuse me, Robinson, I, I keep getting him and Amik Robertson mixed yeah. up, but Robinson uh, is one of these guys where I think if you draft him, let's say in the third round and you sit him behind Ouzier and Lewis for a year, I think he's. I, I would feel pretty comfortable with him in 2021 being one of your outside cornerbacks because I just think 
He's got everything that you want in one of those man-to-man corners. Um, he also can play on special teams. He had four block kicks in his career. Uh, you see him competing against some pretty good competition, so I don't think the jump in talent is going to be, you know, the jump in you know school yeah, and, no. uh, is, is going to be a big problem for him. So I really, really like him. I, third round might be a little rich for some people. That's where I could consider him. Fourth round, if you get him there, I think that's an absolute steal. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think Tulsa plays good football. You know, I think they put they they put out some pretty decent football players into the league at times. They they play you know big teams enough that you get good tape. This isn't you know Lenore Ryan or <laughs> yeah, they played like Michigan yeah. State. They played Oklahoma you, see, State, so they played. I've seen Oklahoma State. I saw Michigan State. Those are you know obviously legit programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Memphis as well. Yeah. That's why yeah, I think exactly. Reggie so, Robinson you know, is he's a faced guy that enough competition. I wouldn't mind I have, still drafting uh, in the mid rounds because I think eventually he'll come in and, and just because of his nature and, and his physicality. Yeah, I think he's uh, a, a really he fun mid round pick that, that, uh, that I would be willing you know, to gamble on. I, I don't think, I let's be clear, I don't think he needs as much seasoning as somebody like Chris Westry, who we talked about a lot last year from Kentucky, right? He's not like that. He's somebody who, you know, probably you want a year of him maybe being inactive with a cornerback four. Or five like, uh, before you know you, you, know, you place them, you put them in the starting lineup. Depth. So uh, you know, I think we both I, agree I, that's a, a fun mid round corner to keep your eye on. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and look at the linebacker really quickly, Landon. Uh, Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Uh, the Cowboys had a FaceTime visit with him. There's been some rumblings that they are big fans of his. Uh, kind of an yeah, old school linebacker, 6'2, 241. Like, you know, um, I, mean, I, he, I think he's a really good tackler. Needs, what did you see when you watched season, it? But I think the athleticism yeah, uh, and all that, I think his you know, attitude Logan gives you is upside, so. sort of kind of your definition of a reliable linebacker, you know? Yep. Like, uh, Started I, every game at Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, just has the, the resume you look at for a guy who is a, uh, you know, a starting linebacker in the NFL. Uh, 6'2", 1'8". 241 pounds, 9 and 4 eighths inch hands, 32 and 3 eighths arms, 76 inch wingspan, long torso with kind of shorter legs with strong body throughout. Uh, mm-hmm. His dad was a high school wrestling coach. and That makes sense. I didn't even know that. Uh, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. That, it, yeah, his whole game, once I found that out, it unlocked all, so much about his game. Like his game, his game plays like a wrestler, right? He's got really yep. good hip flexibility. He really sits into his stance, ready to pounce. Very controlled, technical player. Good athleticism, but not flashy. His speed and strength will not be a liability, but it's not exceptional either. Mm-hmm. Um, very good tackler. Strikes with good body positioning and consistently arrives to the tackle in control. Uh, wrestling background really shows up in tackling and engaging blockers and motor. You know, he, he basically, you see him running all over the field all game long. All three games I watched, he never slowed down. He just was full speed the entire time. Um, powerful player. Understands how to unlock power when leveraging against blockers and has natural strength beyond his size. I mean, if you look at his body, like, he, uh, you know, he has thick, you know, it's not like muscle defined. He he's country strong. You know, he's got like oh, yeah. Yeah. thick forearms and thick arms, and it's not like it's toned. It's just he's he's got power. You know, at every spot of his body, and that again, that goes back to wrestling. I think you know, if you if you know anything about wrestling, they train intensely, and they have uh, uh you know muscles that are not necessarily 
built up through weightlifting, right? It's it's a lot of free yeah. free lifting and 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 and, and they get muscles in, in their core area and, and other areas that uh you know are it just give him a level of general strength that maybe some other players who have you know been kind of specifically targeted muscles don't have, right? Yeah, uh, he he has yeah. all of that. Uh, athleticism and awareness is enough for coverage, but I wouldn't call him a specialist at a racing running backs and tight ends. One no. on one. Uh, where does he win? Just a absolutely reliable football player, which doesn't sound like f- flashy, but I mean, you need these guys on your team, guys who may not make the big play, but they make the play every time. Uh, and unanswered question is he more than just a special teamer slash spot starter? And how quickly can he get to be more than that? Yeah. So we were actually talking about him yesterday before the, the show. And I kind of compared him, not necessarily the play styles, but the caliber of player to like an Anthony Hitchens, right? Yeah. Super reliable, not going to miss time, pretty good tackler. Uh, maybe not as good in coverage as you want, not a special athlete, but somebody, if you get him, you know, in the fourth round, could go on to start a bunch of games in the NFL as just you know kind of an average starter, a good backup. Um, I can certainly see why the Cowboys are interested, right? They're looking you know for somebody maybe behind Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith that is one of these guys that they know they can count on if one of their starters goes down or uh, if there's an injury in a game. They they feel comfortable that he can go in there, not miss a bunch of tackles, be in the right spots, and have enough athleticism to get by. I think the third round is probably a little bit too rich for this player, but the fourth, fifth round, that's, I think, the sweet spot. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, and this is the kind of linebacker I want to take. You know, I, I think yeah. that's that's good value. He's At that spot, you don't necessarily have to plug him in, feel like you have to plug him into the starting lineup, which, you know, hopefully you're not going to have to do. No. Uh, but he's going to give you lots of good special team snaps. If somebody gets hurt, which, you know, the linebacker position is likely to happen, you know, it I does, think yep. I think you know you, you feel comfortable plugging him in if you have to. You know, again, he's coming into a room with Joe Thomas and Sean Lee and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he's. I mean, it's a crowded room full of guys with experience. So, uh, and I, I, he's the kind of person that a would fit right in, and b uh, would uh, really benefit from uh, being a sponge. I mean, dude, just sit this guy next to Sean Lee and just let him learn. Oh yeah, he'd be he'd be a fantastic pick there. Can play special teams. Uh, he's is like the typical day three linebacker that the Cowboys usually target. And if he's there at pick whatever one twenty one or wherever Dallas picks, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's finish up with you know one of our favorite day three tight ends, Devin Asi Asi from UCLA. Uh, kind of a weird body type, six three two fifty seven, uh, long arms, has a big wingspan. Not overly fast, right? A four-seven-three. Um, not a ton of pass receiving, you know, production at UCLA. Just fifty-two career catches. Um, but we we are fans. Why do we like Devin Asiasi so much, Landon? You know, I think the numbers can really be deceiving on this guy because he's incredibly dense. I mean, six-three. Oh yeah, six-three, two fifty-seven. I mean, that's not six-five, two fifty. You know, like. He's he's heavier than most tight ends that showed up at the combine, I would imagine, and he's probably about two to three inches shorter than they are. So oh, yeah. he carries that weight up top, and and he's you know six three two fifty seven nine and six eighths hands, thirty three and two eighths inch arms, eighty inch wingspan, which is 
quite large uh, for a guy who's only 6'3". Uh, squatty, muscular frame, long arms. He has more of a fullback body, right? He's got. He looks mm-hmm. like you know, and I and I would, or an H back, maybe yeah, that's the best an H back, and I think that's back. where he's going to play. Is that F back, H back, move Y? I think he can line up on the line of scrimmage. I mean, he did a lot of it, and that's part of his his uh, appeal with UCLA is that he. I mean, you saw you see him line up everywhere, uh, in line, wing, slot. Uh, he's got good hands. Uh, he can extend away from his body and bring the ball in. He's athletic enough to make adjustments midair. Um, you know, I, he lined up a lot as a Y, but I think you know he will do most of his damage as a, an H and F, a slot as a pro. Mm. Uh, play, this is a guy where play speed and time speed don't match. Uh, he's he's really an easy mover for a guy his size. And you, if you watch him oh, yeah. on the on tape, you know four seven three sounds d- not fast, but I think when you're talking about Who's moving at four seven three? It's it's pretty impressive to watch on field. He especially when he's operating in the middle of the field. Uh, there's no wasted motion. Uh, it's actually not too slow for a tight end. It's in the sixtieth oh, percentile. No, it, so it's not like he's not a slow guy. I, I think what it is is that he looks fast on the field. Yeah, and and, and the yeah. number isn't fast. You know, the number is is good, right? But on the field, in, in you know, in uniform on tape. He looks fast, like he looks, and I. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised for people that are <laughs> approaching this the correct way, not the way that I'm approaching this, where they viewed the player before the combine. I think you know they. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if people expected him to run faster based on what they yeah. saw on tape, and then were disappointed. Right. I, I think you know. I think what I see is a guy who his. Uh, movement skills are part of what I like about him, right? It, it's mm-hmm. not it's not a it's not a negative or an average. I think he's a he's a good mover for a guy his size, and he's athletic and in control. And I think all of those things show up on tape. So four seven three is a little bit deceiving as to how quickly this guy can get around on the field for someone his size. Um, enthusiastic, uh, enthusiastic if not refined blocker. He just needs to mm-hmm. kind of work on being stickier. That's the thing I noticed yep. is that he didn't stay on blocks very well. I, th- I think he stops moving his feet, which is, I think, just a technique thing that he needs to work on. Yep. Um, flexible, very flexible, able to stay low in route. Uh, and that I think that's a big part of why he's able to uh, be so fluid is uh, he, he has good flexibility and he's able to drop his weight, which is, you know, 257, and, uh, and, and redirect it quickly. And I think that that's what makes mm-hmm. him so uh, kind of agile, quick cat-like despite being kind of a heavier dude uh where does he win versatile chess piece with upside i think he i think he definitely he he was used all over and became a a jack of all trades master of none i think he could use refining in in several different areas and become an extremely useful piece in the nfl uh where do you think his best spot is at i think he's a tight end too i I think you need him opposite of a uh opposite of another tight end I don't know that. Okay, he, do you do you th- do you view him as an H back? Because I kind of think that's where his best play might be. Yeah, I, I view him as an off the line tight end, as a as a okay. as an F. I, I, we used to call them Fs, not a fullback, but an F, like uh, yeah, a, a, an offset H, uh, a wing a slot. I think he he could play all those. I, I would prefer him as a tight end off the line of scrimmage, you know, lined up 
between the sevens, you know, between the nine, yeah, nine yeah. Ga- and the nine gaps, you know, like I, I, I think you could split them out wide and see him do some slot things that way. But then you might draw someone that he probably can't get a, you know, get away from outside, uh, and that you might have to use his size a little bit more. But I, I think you get him inside the tackles. You have him run routes in the middle of the field, opposite of another tight end. Uh, I think, you know, again, specifically for the Cowboys, opposite of, of what we've got with Jarwin, I love this. I love this guy, right? Uh, unanswered questions. Needs work to become a viable starter at tight end, but can he provide valuable value right away as a team's oh, – I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me read. Needs work to become a viable starter at tight end, but can he provide value right away to teams as a move tight end, versatile 11th man on offense? All right, I think this is a really high ceiling for him. So, and I don't think it's uber. I don't think it's very realistic, but I can see some shades of like Chris Cooley to his game, right? Okay, that type of player where, I mean, I don't think he has the receiving chops that Cooley does. But you know, again, off the line of scrimmage, you can use him as an H back if you have to use him as a fullback. I think he can function there. But yeah, I think he's probably a tight end to that maybe has the ability to develop into a, a high tight end too. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure he's ever going to be the you know, receiving weapon that you want as a full-time starter, but I feel pretty good if this is your you know, tight end too. Uh, what about, here's another one, and just kind of throwing this out one. It, as, a, as a less athletic version of James Hanna, okay, what do you think about that one? I see, I saw Delaney Walker. Like, I mean, okay, I, and that's I, fine, probably because of the body type more so. Yeah, though, right? I mean, I think what well, I think his game is similar, except Delaney Walker is just a better athlete, you know, a smaller, better yeah. athlete. But I think their game. Well, so is Hannah. That's kind of why yeah, I was thinking yeah, that. Yeah, right. I, I think both of those guys, like his game is a jump. He's a jumbo sized, you know, move tight end. You know, I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's he, you. You need to understand that his game is going to be more about power than quickness necessarily um but i think that you know i let's put it this way if this guy gets the ball in his hand i don't want to tackle him does anybody want to tackle sure. this guy? no no like, he's, he's he's a load he's yeah. gonna be a load to bring down so i view him i mean honestly the vision i had for this guy was not a tight end the vision i had for this guy that, that i the way i would use him and, and i don't know if maybe you could use him as a blocker this way up front, but as a, as a receiver or as a, as a offensive weapon was Moose Johnson, you know, like let him be yeah, a, an outlet guy. Let him be a guy who gets into flats. Let him be the guy that the defense forgets about. And then suddenly he's got the ball in his hands with, you know, four yards of space and he gets, uh, he gets running. And now you've got a corner or a safety that's got to tackle this guy. Uh, I, I, that's the kind of situation I'd love to get him in. Is it, let him be the forgotten guy in your offense. Get him the ball in the flat with some room to to get moving, and then make yep. make the defense tackle him. I, I like the idea of having you know Blake Jarwin, Devin Asiasi, and Dalton Schultz as your tight end room without ever having to spend a top one hundred pick yeah. on the position yeah. because I think those three guys kind of work together. They work together well. They can all kind of do different roles. Schultz can kind of I'm fill hoping... the gaps between those two players. You know? Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. And I'm hope I actually think Schultz is better as a tight end three than as a tight end two. I think he still needs to improve. But I think Asiasi and Schultz give you kind of a fun combination behind Jarwin. So uh, a fun player. I don't think he's a top 100 pick to you. Uh, probably not, no. But I, 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 I mean, certainly this... would love him at the, you know, the 
top the fourth round, I think it would be. Yeah, be yeah, that's that. the range. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the range for me. The fourth round, maybe even he falls in the fifth round because of this, you know, tight end class. So um, somebody to watch out for. Those are four fun names. Uh, I think all four of those guys are potential targets for the Cowboys. Yeah. Maybe Mims a little bit less than the other three guys, just because the value if the Cowboys don't trade, yeah, if you don't, if they don't trade down from seventeen, it's going to be awfully hard for them to maybe justify him at that spot. But all four fun players that you can certainly see in the Cowboys team, you know, and how they could impact a, you know this roster right away. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.